Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post podcast. That's right, it's my voice, Ross, and I'm back in the host seat for this very special podcast. It's our 10th anniversary today, or yesterday when you're hearing this, but 10 years of a podcast is something to be proud of, I think. A lot of podcasts don't get past the first year, and somehow we've ploughed on with our couple of handful of listeners uh, for 10 years, and Still going strong. So here I am, back hosting this one. Ali's cried it off because he doesn't watch football anymore. Um, joining me on a Sunday as a regular is Dave. Hello, hello. And Simon. How's it going? And back on a Sunday for the first time in a long time. One of the OGs, Adam. How's it going? How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. You pulled, you pulled me in with the, the romance of, of, <laughs> of 10 years. Yeah, 10 years ago we started this. I was in a cupboard, literally in a cupboard. Um <laughs> To record our first podcast, are I didn't speak Gordon, on it either. Are you Gordon the Gopher? <laughs> <laughs> well, I came out of my closet much like old Philip Schofield did, but not not quite like <laughs> Philip Schofield did. <laughs> what a way to reveal! There you go, an anniversary special. My wife doesn't know yet, but the listeners do. <laughs> uh, so I've gone back through uh, Wikipedia to find where our teams were ten years ago. Um, and what kind of state the squads were in and who the biggest signings were and stuff like that. So let's start with um, Adam and your Everton team. Uh, you were an Everton fan 10 years ago, maybe not so yeah. much now, but um, your manager 10 years ago, it's fairly obvious, isn't it? It's David Moyes. It was David Moyes. Um, at the end of the 2011-2012 season, you finished seventh, which felt like the position that Everton always finished in. If I, do you know what I do for seventh right now? <laughs> Um, your biggest signing that summer was uh, Nikita Jelovic, and he was also your top scorer with nine league goals. Yes. He, was, he cost you five and a half million pounds. He, he had that weird thing where he went on that long streak of scoring with like all of his goals were first touch. Yeah, yeah, that's the last one past that is. Um, your biggest your biggest sale that summer was Mikel Arteta for ten million to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He obviously liked it so much he that, stayed. That'll make you feel old, won't it? <laughs> Yeah, he was this playing, is like no. this is like when you play football manager and Theo Walcott gets appointed manager somewhere. <laughs> um, so your Villa team, you already guessed your manager. It was Alex McLeish. Yes, uh, yeah. a low moment. <laughs> you finished sixteenth at the end of that season as well. So McLeish working his magic there. <laughs> oh God knows how we managed to finish sixteenth. We were bloody <laughs> awful that year. Your biggest signing that summer. You don't have a guess. Nine and a half million pounds it was. I've got a feeling, for some horrific reason, we decided to sign Charles and Zogby for one and a half million. Yeah, big money uh, you, on the Wigan player. 
an extra half a million pound, you could have got yourself Mikel Arteta. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had Darren Bent was your top scorer. You had nine as well, same as Jelovic in, in the league. These all are some of them play. Some of the players scored more in the cups and stuff. But um, you, you also sold Ashley Young and Stuart Downing in that summer for a combined thirty-seven million. Yeah, we, we, we reinvested it wisely, didn't we? <laughs> Just replacing Downing from Zog, yeah, it's a straight swap. <laughs> uh, Dave, 10 years ago, who was your manager? Um, Pardew. He was. <laughs> His contract's only just run out recently. Um, you finished fifth, though, with Pardew. Oh, we finished fifth like in 11-12, which was great. Yeah. And then in 12-13, we signed one player to bolster the squad for the... Uh, <laughs> The Europa League campaign, which nearly killed us and got us nearly relegated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in that summer, you signed uh, Papa Cissé for 9 million, Yaran Kabai for 4.3, and Demba Bar on a free transfer, who scored 16 goals that season. Yeah, that was that was with the Andy, Car- uh, Andy Carroll money. Oh, was it? Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And then we got Cissé in the January, um, finished fifth, and then yeah. signed Vernon Anita to try and bolster that European campaign. Yeah, we signed him a few years back. He was awful. Absolutely awful. So, re- so really, you've got Fernando Torres to thank for all of this. <laughs> yeah. In, in a way, yes. Yeah, Johan Gabay <laughs> started his stuff at St. James's Park. He was a good player. I liked him. Um, you sold like, Kevin Nolan for four million to West Ham. I do not remember Nolan playing for West Ham at all. Oh, I mean, they typically he scored against us <laughs> about about three months later and, <laughs> and didn't celebrate. Oh, that's nice of him. It is. Do his little chicken dance. <laughs> Uh, ten years ago, Leeds were in the Championship. Uh, we had Simon Grayson, uh, and then we had Neil Redfern, and then we had Neil Warnock, all in one season. Uh, we finished 14th, which will happen if you have three managers in one season. Um, <laughs> our biggest signing was Danny Pugh for an outrageous £500,000. <laughs> <laughs> Reinvesting that Casper uh, Schmeichel money who we sold to Leicester for £1 million and whatever happened to him, mate. Eh? That's good. Yeah, good business, that. <laughs> Ken Bates masterclass that one <laughs> sell that last for a million he's rubbish yeah. uh, we had Ross McCormack he was top scorer with 19 goals um, a, a personal favourite of Cy as well there, Ross McCormack I'm uh, guessing those were the days when he didn't have such a high fence around his house to try and get out of <laughs> no he was fly tipping around Yorkshire at that point yeah he's a bit of a wrong one Ross McCormack yeah, yes he is <laughs> Uh, let's get on to this weekend's football, shall we? It's um, there's no better place to start, Dave, than Friday night. Friday night football at St James's. Oh, Were you there? I was under the oh, lights. How was it? How having the time of my life, Ross? One nil win against Wolves. We're putting a lot of things together for me now. I didn't realise that was on Friday night. I was trying to work <laughs> out why. I was trying to work out why when I watched match of the day it was dark. <laughs> it's just oh, Newcastle. That's just the northeast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Allied Savings means nothing to us. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't, I imagine, a great game for the neutral, but mm. um, we won and that's all that matters at this stage of the season. Uh, Wolves were appalling. Like, considering if they'd won, they'd have gone sixth. They had zero touches in our box in the first half um, and I think managed maybe two or three shots in the second half. Um, we, we, I think we deserved to win, to be quite honest with you. It wasn't a great game, but we kept, you know, trying um despite wolves having pretty much their entire team camped inside their own half um and then they were stupid enough to foul chris wood so more for yeah. them starting to repay some of that january money isn't he yeah it's funny with chris wood because he, he's got like two goals now which is probably less than i expected but yeah um he just he puts himself about and he 
he has done a lot for us in terms of keeping the ball at the top end of the field. Um, and considering the alternative is Dwight, is Dwight Gale, um, he is better than nothing, which is what we would have had instead. It so gives, it gives you a presence and a, a platform to play off. Well, he does, yeah. Um, it's uh, it's funny because the, the, the team doesn't set up to put crosses in the box at all, especially with Trippier being out. There's no sort of natural delivery uh, from anywhere on the field. So he's never going to score bagfuls of goals on this team because it's just not set up for him to do that. But uh, like you say, he keeps the ball up at the top end of the field and allows us to, to get some maximum in and Almiron and whoever else is playing around him. But um, we desperately need to strengthen the, well, pretty much everywhere, but <laughs> also we need more goals in the team because uh, without Wilson, it's never, there's not really a reliable source of goals in there. Yeah, uh, fair. Um, so, Maxman's um, Versace headband, what do you make to that? Oh, I mean, so Maxman, if you take the headband out of it, um, <laughs> I witnessed firsthand on Friday that because he's our best player, if, yeah. he, if he doesn't skin three or four players every time he gets the ball, he's lazy. If he, lo- <laughs> if, if he loses the ball and doesn't get back to left back immediately, he's lazy. And. <laughs> When he I don't think that is taking the hairband out of it. I think the hairband's playing a part of that. <laughs> and you better believe he's going to get abuse on social media for not getting, you know, 10, ten goals and 10 assists in every game he plays. He probably um, should have scored, though. That yeah, well, he probably Missed a good scored. chance. He probably should have scored, but not every player scores every single chance to get. And he's probably been... Especially the lazy ones. Well, especially the lazy ones, I know. And the ones wearing Versace headbands, you, be- you better believe they miss all the chances. I reckon yeah. he's, he's clearly heard, he's after that Jack, Jack, Jack Grealish money, isn't he? If Jack Grealish can be the face of Gucci, then there must I be think, an opening. I think that's it. I think Grealish might have stolen his, his headband thunder. But... <laughs> he came on today without a headband on, seriously. So oh, well, you never know. That's a missed marketing opportunity. It is, isn't it? You should be all over that. <laughs> Alice band with the Versace all over it, or Gucci, whatever it was. Um, Sai, as a, as a Midlands native, what do you make to Wolves? They're kind of that area, aren't they? Yeah, uh, well, according to Chris, they are, yeah. <laughs> all the same. I mean, You're all the same, you lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're fully team. I, I think the last time uh, we were doing a podcast together a couple of months ago, we were talking about Wolves. Mm. And we said then, like, you don't really understand how they are, where they are in the league, because they're, they're one of the most forgettable teams yeah. in the league but but I mean to give them credit like that I think they are they're very sort of well drilled and they they all know exactly what they do they've got a very set game plan and way of playing mm. and it, it works for them I, I can't imagine it's the most entertaining being at Molyneux every other weekend but if, you know, if it's functional and they're happy with it then, then fair play to them but I mean, I only, I've only seen the brief highlights on Match of the Day and they didn't look great on Friday night, so... Yeah, their Twitter fans are the biggest set of lunatics I've ever seen. When we unleashed that chaos on them a few weeks back, um, <laughs> they took to Twitter to claim it was a Premier League conspiracy to keep Wolves out of the Champions League places and that <laughs> uh, that um, Jimenez shouldn't have been sent off and like we should have had they should have had two or more goals that were kind of... That um, Melier saved, but he shouldn't have been on the pitch and stuff like that. They're absolute fucking lunatics. Yeah, I mean they well, that Wolverhampton West Bromwich area. They are an odd breed around there. <laughs> I've got to say, honestly, without without alienating our, our Wolves supporting friends, um, <laughs> every time Wolves are at St James's, their fans are absolutely insane. Like, they start throwing glass bottles at us on the way on Friday night, and I, 
I was trying to drink a Capra Sun, and I was just like... <laughs> Can't throw that back, can you? No, I was like, I don't, I don't deserve this. <laughs> well, there you go. A win damage a win. with a straw, perhaps. <laughs> well, they're, all, they're like cardboard now, aren't they? What, Capra Sun? Yeah. Oh, no. That's oh, not made it to it, the North East yet. No, it's still a, a... Well, it's still acceptable to drink it out of a bag, as long as it's a Capra Sun. <laughs> but like, they've, got those, like, they've got those like little spinny tops now, where it's like... Oh, wow. Ah, uh, you've got one of them. Nice. Yeah, one of them. You've gone I mean, for the large Capri Sun. <laughs> oh, well, of course, Ross. I'm not a multi-pack. <laughs> <Adult portion. laughs> I was thirsty. It was not have a straw either. You've got to drink a, got to drink a straw out the bag. So, uh, like, anyway. like your style. I um, mean, I'm, I'm with Dave. I quite like a Capri Sun. Refreshing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> and that, that puts you in, was that 14th? Put you up to before the Brentford victory, uh, 34 points. It's it, it put us on to enough points to not be worried about the bottom three for another week so do you think that's enough I th- I've said yeah. for a long time Leeds need 35 points to be safe yeah I think I said we needed one win from these three home games while coming up plus a couple of draws here and there and that'll be enough I think yeah. obviously Burnley losing today is another delightful it's the best but yeah. um, it's, it's another nail in their coffin so good yeah they're finally going to go down and their anti-football can fuck off with them <laughs> Uh, ironically, let's go. Ironically, they've actually signed a few players who can play football yeah. and get relegated. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. They're not going to like it in the Championship. <laughs> they do it on a Tuesday, cold Tuesday in Rotherham. I mean, it's not that different to Burnley, I suppose. It's probably the same. Still <laughs> right at home, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, let's move to Saturday. Saturday lunchtime, Adam. Did they did they pull you back in with this? Are the good times I, back? Lampard was, I was dancing. I didn't, I didn't watch it, so no. You not? <laughs> I've seen it now, but I didn't watch it at the time. Man United were fucking terrible. Like, yeah. so bad. How they're so far at the table is like a, it's a disgrace to everyone else around them that, like, Wall should be above them, Palace should be above them, Leicester should be above them. That... No. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go bad on Leicester. <laughs> but they are so bad. They're, they're, their tactic is give it to Cristiano and see what he can do with it. Rashford looks like a man who's completely devoid of confidence because he missed some glorious chances. Like air kicks and everything. The one thing I'd say about Rashford is at least he was involved. Like it, it took me an hour. He was trying, realize, wasn't he? It took, me, it took me an hour to realize Sancho and Ronaldo were playing, um, and Rashford got taken off for having shots. Yeah, Whereas, <laughs> it goes against Ragnick's uh, his, his well, tactics. I mean, that had to go someone to find someone who was least uh, less effective than uh, than Solskjaer, but bingo, they found, yes. uh, <laughs> they, they, they found him. Also. If you like, if you don't look properly at the telly and you just glance, do you think Rennick looks a bit like Ian Beale? Like now, like current day Ian Beale? Yeah, yes. uh, I don't yeah, know I, what current nah, state Ian Beale looks like. Now you mention it, yeah, I can see that now. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm going to be able to say every time I see him now. Well, he's got nothing left either way. So. <laughs> nothing makes you feel a little bit better when you're looking at the game and you see that they've decided to play Manu Matic in midfield though so Pace Manu Matic against Fabian Delph what a matchup in 2022 it's absolutely ridiculous that that team is uh, is allowed to be as bad as it is but also <laughs> the fact that like I think I saw a quote today where um, after Everton beat Man United 4-0 a few years ago Solskjaer said something along the lines of you know these players won't be here in X number yeah. of months and some like nine of them started on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an empty threat, whoever there was one. Yeah. They're the most expensively assembled squad in world football history. And then they're, they're not a team, are they? They're just a bunch of players 
that don't seem to like each other or care if they win or not. I am, however, like convinced from my negative feelings towards Everton that the best that Alex Awobi was trying to do in that game was maybe try and injure Anthony Gordon after he says as part of the celebration. Yeah. Which, considering how few players we've got, doesn't seem like a a good use of his talents. I didn't they know. highlighted Awobi on match of the day for how much running he was doing, and he was putting a shift in for the first time maybe since he's been an Everton player. He was all over the pitch. Mm. <laughs> I liked his tackle on Decoria last weekend. Still... <laughs> <laughs> it just make you wonder what Frank is telling them. Like, what... yeah, the one thing he did manage to do was mug you off, Dave. So, oh, he did. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> um, I, I didn't watch it. Who was a wanted man in the match? Because I thought from the highlights, I thought that that probably should have gone to Jordan Pickford. He made some great set. Uh, I think it was saves. Pickford. Yeah, it was him or Gordon. I think. So, I think. I remember like, expecting Keogh to give it to Pickford. <laughs> And I'm sure he gave it to someone insane. But I can't. Oh, but what. now you've told me that Keogh is involved in the decision making process. Probably <laughs> <laughs> gave it to Ronaldo on Matic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a different back four for Everton with um, I can't say his name, but the Ukrainian lad at left back. Uh, is, they've given up on them. Um, what the Holgate and John Joe Kenny experiment as uh, playing them all over the place. John Joe Kelly should be euthanized. So, <laughs> well, I was looking back at your squad actually from 10 years ago today. You had Leighton Baines. I'm sure Seamus Cumber was probably still there, but Tony Hibbert yeah, was centre yeah, back. Yeah. Jags and I can't remember who the other centre back was. Maybe like Distan or something like that. Yeah. But that's, that's like a proper Everton back four. This Everton back four is just a, a bit of a shambles, really. We but, might have still had under. Maybe we hadn't even signed. We might have even still had John Stones. Yeah, maybe 10 years ago, yeah. Well, I just signed him. <clears throat> it's a win, though. It's a vital win after the loss Yeah, well, it's a vital... So, yeah, it's been a great weekend in that regard, considering Wednesday was an absolute disaster. Yeah. So, it's like, you're... Um, I've been enjoying your fans' meltdown that the club was basically, like, seven games away from going bust, um, which <laughs> seemingly lasted three days before, you know, that, that old crisis has been averted by, by a 1-0 <laughs> win, so... We're now the best team in Liverpool because we won this weekend and they could only muster a draw. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> Lampard was very smug after the game, and doesn't sound like Lampard. Doesn't does it? It's just a oh. shock. I liked his innocence where he was talking himself up about how good we've been at Goodison and yeah. under him we've won five under seven. I was like, yeah, but do, do you want to talk about the? Should we talk about the times when we're not a Goodison, mate? Because <laughs> frankly. Yeah, apart from a trip to a, a Bielsa-led uh, Leeds at Ellen Road, it was been pretty bad away from home. So, <laughs> yeah, what's your, what's your running? Have you got many games at Goodison? Or you? Um, I can't remember. People just, just sign in. We, apparently, we have to play Leicester. At, I know we play Leicester at Goodison because I think we play Leicester twice. So, right, yeah. and you've got Liverpool coming up in a couple of weeks as well. I think. Oh, yeah, that's do. the win you want in it. Just get that win, lose the rest, <laughs> derail their titles. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Arsenal away at the last day of the season when they need to, they'll need a draw to finish in the top four. <laughs> we, we'll we'll rob them of that, even though Burnley <laughs> lose. So it doesn't matter what we do to stay up. We don't yeah. need to stay up. 
could be so delicious in the season. But it doesn't matter because Spurs will be losing 5 0 away to Newcastle. <laughs> right. What happens on final days? <laughs> uh, let's move on then to Arsenal. The Arsenal crisis is back on. Dave, as you said yesterday, the fans were losing their shit because they lost to Brighton. Who? It's annoying because Brighton were really trying to fight their way into that relegation battle and they've just kind of ruined it now by winning yesterday. Beating 2 1. They were doing a really good job of losing every week despite having like 40 shots. Yeah. Um, but then they decided that they'd turn up against Arsenal with two players who I, I didn't know who they were were involved heavily in the goals. But that's par for the course with Brent. Uh, Mowebo, that guy. He was all over the Still unaware of So it's not just me who didn't know who he was then. No, it's like, guys, Mowebo <laughs> scored and he's been assisted by. Yeah. Moses Caicedo or something like that. I don't know who these people are. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't just make people up, surely. <laughs> They're so under the radar, Brian, aren't they? A lot of their players. That's why you want. That's why it's better when trust. You know where you stand with Trossard when he's yeah. And Daniel uh, Obex there just to keep you grounded. Familiar. Do you think, do you think Trossard looks like an angry twelve-year-old? He does. <laughs> he's a very small man, but he took his goal very well yesterday. Absolutely yeah, twatted it yeah. into that top corner. No chance for him. Um, I enjoyed um, Jonathan Pearson match today who said, when Trossard goes away with Belgium, he comes back and is a better yeah. player. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan Pearson is a Brighton fan as well. Uh, he doesn't never misses a game. It's like, he just do not know if it's Robert Wars or Brighton and Hove Albion. He's just there all the time. <laughs> um, I thought now I've lost what I was going to say. Oh, I really enjoyed that. About that, like you said, the crisis at Arsenal extended so far that they they cracked up the booze at full time as well. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Of, I mean, you're fifth. Come on, no one expected that, surely, did they? If they lost to Brentford on the first day and bottom of the table, right? Like, crisis. Yeah, I, had, I, had, I had somewhere to be when um, uh, Saturday afternoon. I had to wait for all those miserable dickheads to go so I could get on a train that wasn't packed. <laughs> I, I suppose what their, from their frustration, what they'll be thinking, because obviously they, they got themselves in pole position, really, for that top four spot. And now, see the defeat to Crystal Palace on Monday and losing to Brighton, they were two games I think they'd have probably expected to have won. And with the uh, way the results went on the weekends, I think Tottenham have now got themselves into pole position. And so it's not just about that they've sort of dropped out of that top four race. It's that they, they well, not dropped out of it, but they've sort of dropped into second yeah. and have been overtaken by their rivals. I think it just adds all to the frustration. Yeah. And they've got to go to White Hart Lane, haven't they? There's a still a, yeah. a, North, a North London derby at, at Tottenham. So their game game in hand is kind of irrelevant. They've got one more game in hand over Tottenham. It's, it's sort of irrelevant, like you say, because they've still got to go to Tottenham. So Tottenham in that, and they've got, I think, a much better goal difference after yeah, the last two weeks battering us and Newcastle. So. I, think, I, think I think that's I think that swung this weekend. I was saying that to my Arsenal supporting friend on Saturday night when we looked, saw the Tottenham score come in. I was like, ah, that's not done you any favours because you've got you've now eroded that that advantage as well. You sound like a great friend. Like, uh, yeah. Ch- chin up. That sounds like you've just, uh, you know, given away another four goals in title race. And yeah. <laughs> yeah and then he, well, then he found a, an, 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 another Arsenal fan in the the bar we were in, and they were talking. He was at the, he'd been at the game and talked about how uh, Saka wasn't diving. He was just get, like having to get out of the way of the contact <laughs> injured. And I I reminded him that sounded a lot like what people used to say about Gareth Bale five years ago, and he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't agreeing with that then. <laughs> Yeah, decent strike from Odegaard, but too late, too little, too late for Arsenal. 
was a good strike, but yeah. Yeah, that was a cracking strike, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Top corner. I'm sure it took a deflection, but I don't think it did, did it? It just sort of dipped and moved in the air massively. I I assumed it deflected. Yeah. I didn't really analyse it after that, but it went in. Yeah. Decent finish. Yeah. Um, Brighton are a weird team. Um, Every season they've been in the Premier League, they've won nine games, and that is it. They're not allowed to win anymore. They've currently won eight, so... One more they'll beat us. Yeah, they'll beat us <laughs> on the final day just to make it really nervy for me. But yeah, they've got one more win in them this season. So look out if you're playing Brighton, it could be you. <laughs> to be fair, like you said, when you were saying 35 points will keep you up, nine wins will about do it. That's why they're still here. Exactly. Yeah. They've, they've got the method down. It works. Pick up, pick up a couple of draws, you're fine. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's move on to Chelsea, shall we? They absolutely thumped Southampton. It could have been more than six, it could have been double figures if. Um, Timo Werner wasn't so insistent hitting as many posts or crossbars as he did. He hit all three, did he? The perfect hat-trick in this game? <laughs> in the first half. Yeah, impressive. I really, nice. enjoyed, the, I really enjoyed the comment. From, the commentator said if he hits the other post, yeah. does he get to take the goal home? <laughs> That's not how it works. I know. He said it with such conviction. Like, is that a, is yeah. that a thing? Like, is that a real thing? What's more annoying is he then did hit the other post and he didn't mention it again. The ship, yeah. That's when you need your callback. Yeah, you back oh. up that joke. You, oh, you yeah. stick with it. Um, Chelsea, I, it looked like when you watch someone play FIFA and there's lag for the opposition team, Chelsea were moving <laughs> so much quicker than Saints were that it didn't seem like they were both playing the same sport. It looked really, really odd. I mean, Southampton have just turned it in, haven't they? They're done for the season. I'm going to cry a tear of Arsenal because this game took place on the day the, the fixture computer designated it to, so you can't complain about that for one. <laughs> um, what why do they turn this sort of performance in like once every six months? Like it's, it's not normal, is it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, at what point does it become normal? <laughs> well, it's 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 quite routine, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, this could have been about a hundred flat loans. Chelsea eased off, didn't they? Because this could have been so many more. Yeah, um, and South, um, they're, they're such a the one of the oddest teams in the league is they'll go. You, there seems to be like a period of eight or nine games where they'll have won six of them and yeah. everyone going, oh, God, aren't Southampton really good? He's doing a really good job. And then out of nowhere, they'll just get tonked five or six games in a row. And you, yeah. one of the oddest teams in the league. And you kind of, you always think, is it, is that, and they just reach their level where that's what they're always going to be at unless they get significant investment from somewhere. Because there's not an awful lot there's not probably not really a higher calibre of player that they're really going to be able to attract in. I, I really don't get it. Like, it was only a few weeks ago we were talking about how, how great Hasnut was for getting Southampton back in the top half. And now they haven't won in five. And like two points ahead of us. Chris yeah. talks about this a lot about on, on Extra Time about how he sees Southampton are a really streaky team. They go on these runs, like you said, yeah. of picking up wins, great form, and then it just flips on them. And then, yeah six defeats in a row happens to them very quickly. Yeah, it's weird. We played them last week and <clears throat> Hassan Hill for me, like I said last week, I've got Ali to read it out, but he's just a sexier Warnock. The way they play football is, is they play for long long throw-ins, free kicks and corners because they've got Ward Prowse who can score from them almost every game. But... I, I do enjoy how he flits between the, the tracksuit and the yeah. wing like, <laughs> It doesn't matter how big the fixture is. It's just like some days he hasn't got time to wear the tracksuit. <laughs> Other days, lots of time to get ready. So he wears yeah. the tracksuit. <laughs> Maybe, like, maybe he feels bloated some days and he just needs that, that gift that, that you get. That's just, I mean, I, I, you can't blame him for that. We've actually. all been there. We've all been there. You have, the, you have the big lunch and the meat sweats and you think, I need some, some tracksuits. Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock kickoffs are dangerous. You have a big um, lunch. 
for someone who has this problem with scoring goals, when he scores, Timo Vermeer needs to smile more. <laughs> it's the same with Lukaku though. When when he scores, it's like it's like the world's ended. He just <laughs> he just stands there looking livid about it and say, "Well, maybe people would like you more if you smiled a bit more." <laughs> Thought about that. The one I think it was was it Havertz goal or must have been Mount's goal when um, Werner hit the post and then he ran off like he'd the chance had gone. Someone had knocked it in behind him. He just didn't celebrate. He just ran off. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, I think that was Havertz goal. Yeah. I assumed he was just leaving because he managed to, you know, <laughs> basically an open goal. It's like, well, it's probably going to happen. Probably That's when he collected his hat trick, though. That was when oh. he hit the third uh, post. Uh, what you didn't say was like when the reef players were being shown, he was getting his mate to come and help him carry the goal off the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> just a mate coming with a hacksaw at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for Fraser Fortunis because it was just long ball after long ball over the top of the, the Saints' defence, and they just weren't quick enough to keep up with any of the Chelsea strikers. He was just getting peppered. Maybe they all had the same big lunch. <laughs> um, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. No one in five, and after they have to, they, um, ignite the clause, which is let's all go like for a Toby Carvey before the game. <laughs> and then, and then uh, obviously, Jan Bednarek had far too much of the Toby Carvey and just kept getting skinned over and over again. <laughs> they took, um, they took um, Valerie off after 36 minutes. Or brought him on, sorry, because they were getting battered so much. They took Romeo uh, off and brought Valerie on. So they brought a defender on after 35 minutes to shore things up. Didn't really work that one, but fine. No. Valerie d- didn't have a dessert at the Carvery, so he was he, he, <laughs> he, he was good to go. Whereas Romero had a bit of uh, cup of tea. Romero was, <laughs> was, was, was stuffed. So. <laughs> Chelsea have pretty much got that third third place wrapped themselves, haven't they? Because Arsenal and Saints are going to battle um, Spurs are going to battle out for fourth, and the top two are the top two. Chelsea's kind of plugging along in third. I yeah, I mean, I, I suppose they. I was going to say that they will probably look to maybe just sort of prioritise the Champions League this season. But I think that first leg against Real Madrid did the night may have just uh, yeah. knocked them out of that. So it's sort of probably just the FA Cup for them to look forward to. Yeah. You know they're taking the FA Cup seriously because they have the refused permission for Conor Gallagher to play against them. <laughs> which, which is probably for the best, really, because, I mean, that's yeah, going to be an awkward conversation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they're in third. Saints uh, mid-table, 36 points, perfectly fine. Um, let's move on to Watford nil, Leeds 3. One of the worst games of football I've ever seen. It was absolutely shit, but we won. Has, so. has there ever been a more toothless team in the Premier League than Watford? They're absolutely dreadful. They had so many chances to score. And it'd be like when you see a kid on a like, Sunday league and he t- toe pokes a through ball as he's running onto it and just smashes it miles wide and up and to the right. Was it Dennis? I think he did that in the first half. So one of those lads. Cause... I don't I don't understand how, like, obviously, as you say, they're short of goals. Mm. So they've got, they've got the two top scorers on the bench. Hodgson's yeah. like, no time for this. Like, may, as well just, <laughs> may as well stick with these less potent strikers I've got. Um, Why did Roy Hodgson come out of retirement for this? I really don't get it. I reckon he's personal friend with Elton John, and Elton said, <laughs> "Let's Roy, let's do this. And if you keep, <laughs> and if you, and if you keep us up, we'll make like Roy Hodgson the musical or something, which I would actually go and see." But I, I think that during the uh, the few months that, that he had off at the start of the season, that him and his wife were just rowing constantly, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I've, got, "I've got to get out of the house. I've got to get back into the game here." I, I, mean, I, I, can... I reckon as you get as you get that old, you start to think about your own mortality, and he's thinking, you know what I need to really sort of settle my legacy, and that's think about how Candle in the Wind did. 
That's it. It's got remixed how many times? Twice? Three times? <laughs> it's due another one, right? The, this uh, generation, the, this young generation, don't even know Candle in the Wind. That, that's it. Well, exactly right. Did you see the um, the video this week of Hodgson playing a through ball in training? Yeah. Why didn't he play midfield? I mean, that's it. it <laughs> even better than Sissoko. I, I mean, they've literally got a player called Loser, right? Which can't which can't set up for anything good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I also wanted to highlight the um, the Rodrigo goal, which in, which included oh. what I'm going to call Bramble-esque defending from Watford. <laughs> where I, I mean, think Bramble what, would have been embarrassed by that. I mean, what on earth was that? What like, were they doing? I've seen some atrocious centre halves. Like, yeah, Bramble and Boomsong together was was <laughs> the, stu- the stuff of nightmares. But Watford, comedy. Watford are going extra miles here. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was that's <laughs> impressive, Matt. I mean, even if you even if you're a Watford fan, you probably look and get and go, yeah, okay, it's annoying, but it's that bad. It's it's almost got impressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got a laugh for that because Rodrigo had given up because the first defender had it, and then he passed it kind of with his shin to the second defender, who almost fell over it, and Rodrigo just ran through <laughs> and scored. A man I've always liked, by the way, <laughs> and I've never slagged off on any some form of social yeah. media or podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's literally no, it's impossible to find that in any sort of proof. Of, there's no proof yeah. of anything. No, yeah. absolutely not. Don't what do you think of that? <laughs> um, how are you finding this sort of new, a bit more compact, solid leads for us? I hate it. I absolutely yeah. hate it. There's no not beauty in this. There's not enough beauty in this at all. This is so ugly. I don't know if it's because he's been tasked with just keeping us up this year and then you can kind of play the way you want because he's supposed to be this quite expansive manager, but... So far, it is kick and rush and just hope that Rafinha does something with the ball up front. And that's that's basically our tactics at the minute. I don't like it at all. He's doing a great job. We've won three out of four. But we would have won three out of four with um, Bielsa. We've played Watford <laughs> and whoever else we've beaten recently. <laughs> is it not something, to be, said for, not something yeah. to be said though for just... It must be nice having those... Just actually having a visible central midfield. Yeah, well, this one we played uh, one player on his own in midfield and clicked because we played Robin Cock apparently in central midfield, but he played most of the game in front of the back four. So, yeah, when Phillips sat on the bench, which set leads square off into a right half before the game kicked off. There's nothing worse when Cock's too deep. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, it's fine. Like, it's getting maybe this is what Premier League football is and you just have to deal with this. Like, but I. I don't want it. I don't want it. I would have happily got relegated playing nice football. It would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, the but then, then it's 10 years of... <laughs> yeah. Warn- <laughs> Warnock's dusting down his, uh, his, his, his contract. and He's looking at Hodgson and thinking, I've got many years yeah. ahead of me. Uh, Roy <laughs> one more job, Sharon. One more job. <laughs> Roy Hodgson's candling the wind remake didn't, uh, didn't take off, so he'll be back for another crack at it. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. We're winning. We're going to stay up, and we'll do. But we've got like Chelsea, Man City, and Liverpool to come this season. So we'll see how this more um, compact way of playing plays against the big boys. I'm going to guess not very well. I reckon yeah. there'll be one wild card yeah. result in there where you're just going to cause some chaos. Still, yeah, I still think we need two more points, and I'll take a draw at Palace and a draw at Brighton to get that those two points. But yeah, if we could beat. Chelsea, that'd be fun. It's on TV now. So. Or Arsenal, that'd be fun as well. <laughs> Any of them, but fine. Anyway, we'll move on to... Be- beating Chelsea might help help win the hearts and minds of Molly, so... <laughs> She's already a Leeds fan. She's died in the wall already. 
much to her grandparents' dismay. Um, right, <laughs> She still sings Pablo Hernandez songs at them, which is great. No, I bought her a shirt when she was four and when she was six, so she's had no choice but to be a Leeds fan. <laughs> much like Dave's indoctrinating his, his son with the with the Newcastle shirt he's wearing today. That's it. I mean, he's, the thing is, I was faced with the choice of like, am I going to go into an XXL? Probably not. Is he going to go into a, a boy's large? Yes. He <laughs> yes, he is. 12 to 13? Yes, he's going to do all those <laughs> things. So whether he likes it or not, that's what he'll be wearing when he gets to those ages. He'll be winning Champions Leagues by that point, anyway. I know, and he's going to be the coolest kid in the playground with his, <laughs> with his 1798 away shirt on. <laughs> that one with the orange and blue stripe, that's very mm. nice. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, well, we were absolutely, we were absolutely crap when we, when we wore that. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it was the the 97 98 season where we um, were like 13th. Oh, it, right. was, it was when Doug Leach came in after Keegan, and it was just like a massive fall from grace. But the shirt was nice. It was. Yeah. Newcastle are good for that. They're good for a good shirt. Mm. Uh, let's move on. All, sometimes that's all you can have, isn't it? Yeah. I can tell you, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the five o'clock kickoff yesterday, Si, you were there. You were at Villa Park. Yeah. So... Spurs. Yeah, you look at that result, and if you haven't seen the game, you think like Spurs battered us for ninety minutes. But mm. they had, and they had five shots, and four of them went in. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had obviously terrible starts to the game, going one 0 down after was two or three minutes, and just yeah. really poor give a goal to give away again. And in recent weeks, once we've gone one 0 down, we've very quickly gone two down, but we actually responded really well. I, I thought that first half. We really should have been two or three ahead, probably at half time. Some of yeah. the chances we had, Larice made some great saves, but we actually, we absolutely missed some sitters as well. I think Danny Ings had, uh, yeah. had, had a couple really. There's one uh, very clever little free kick from Coutinho over to him, where he had, I think, so much more time than he realised and just took an early swing on it. And there was a volley out of back post, which he completely fumbled. We looked really good and as I say, you sort of at half time, me and my brother and my mates were chatting, going, just as long as we, if we don't don't concede a goal within the first four or five minutes of the second half, keep playing like this and we will get something from it because Tottenham weren't really offering an awful lot. But then. Obviously, on the 50th minute, of course. It, well, exactly, yeah. And, and, and from that moment, we just completely crumbled and it's. Sort of a worrying trend that we've developed in the last couple of months that when if we go behind in games, they just completely fall apart. It's a real mentality issue. I mean, going 2 0 down in the Premier League against a decent team, it's tough to come back from, but it's not impossible, especially with 40 minutes to play. You don't just down tools. Yeah. And it, it seemed like we did that a bit. And the goals that we gave away as well. Yeah, it might be easier said than done because Harry Kane, Kozeski and Son are very, very good players. But you know what they're going to do. Kane's going to drop deep and they're going to run in behind. It's not easy to stop it, but at least have some sort of plan to try and stop that. You can't just be letting Kane... Because, I mean, no one was going with him. And then, um, you know, obviously, once the third went in, I think that... I mean, to be honest, that 2 was game over. The third just completely killed us off. But it's kind of... It's a weird one because Son... You shouldn't really like a player who scores a hat trick against you, but <laughs> there's just something about him. He's just such a likable guy. Like, yeah, he's a great player. I mean, looks like he's having fun, doesn't he, all the time? Yeah, I mean, normally when he plays against us, he does. I think he, <laughs> him and Kane always tend to score against us. So it's um, it's 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 a tough one to know quite how to feel coming away from the game because say we. From, 
decent portions of it, we were probably the better team and, and played quite well. But we've lost 4-0 and that's four defeats in a row, which it, it's obviously not great. But then you look at the wider context, those four teams we've lost to have been uh, Spurs, Wolves, uh, West Ham and... I can't remember the other one was, was uh, all teams that are above us in the league at the moment. So I think some Villa fans are, well, as you'll probably know yourself on Twitter, are quite <laughs> stupid and quite <laughs> impatient and need a bit of a reality check. Of Three years ago, we were losing away to Wigan in the Championship. Yeah, To, to go from a mid-table Championship team to a mid-table Premier League team in three years, that's fine. That's progress that I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with. Like, yeah, obviously you want to, you want to keep improving. But we, see the first year in the Premiership, we 17th. Then we jumped from 17th to 11th. Trying to jump from 11th to 8th, I think is a more difficult jump than 17th to 11th in the Premier League. It's, it's going to take time. And yeah, I think, I think Gerard's, he, I think he should be getting better out of some of the players that we've got because there are some good players in there. But at the same time, I, I think there's a, I think there's quite a bit of work that's going to be needed to be done to that squad if we want to try and push for a top eight next season. And I think I mean, it could be interesting. To, I, I think we're going to have quite a busy summer, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Well, Erling Haaland to start with. I'm coming, as I said in the group, in the, that guy was either on the uh, on the wind up or he needs to be. There's there's an institution that's lost him in there. But like you're saying, uh, the, the, the league from, is so shit. From where is 16th on 33 points? We are four points off Palace in 10th, and yeah. seven points off of Leicester in ninth. Like it, there's a group there of like nine or ten nine or ten teams that have all much of a muchness, really. Yeah. It sounds from from Simon though that Son didn't break anyone's ankles this week, so <laughs> still likable. <laughs> Just this week. <laughs> uh, what was that? Was that our final game? You say it was, wasn't it? Let's go on to today's games. Uh, Brentford beat West Ham two 0 Hilarious. <laughs> West Ham again, a little bit above their station, I think. They're still West Ham, and they still got West Ham are going to do a West Ham are going to do a Fulham in the. In the Europa League, though, aren't they? <laughs> a glorious failure for a team that, that they should be doing it. Yeah, you know that Juventus night, Gerard Bowen, the new Clint Dempsey, is always there. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Barcelona West Ham final. <laughs> yeah, that'll be quite something. Um, the meeting when... of minds that is <laughs> Xavi Hernandez and David Moyes. <laughs> Very similar players in the playing though. <laughs> Dave, what do you make to Brentford this year? Um, well, they kind of stagnated after a good start, and people, idiots like me, had them pinned to be sucked in the relegation battle. But yeah, then they went, too. And, they went and got Christian Eriksen, which seems to have uh, pepped them up somewhat. Because mm. um, you know he's fundamentally a very good football. So yeah, he shouldn't be at Brentford, should he? He shouldn't, should he? No. <laughs> but, but he is. Um, yeah. it's, it's you know it's, it has actually had a great effect on them. Not because he's a good player, but they've all, all kicked on again and uh, seem to be playing pretty well at the moment. So obviously they're not going to go down now. Um, and you know, match today as well, Ericsson. Well, fair play at them, I suppose, because as a lot of teams come up and they maybe don't stick by the principles, whatever else they do, and they go and sign. I don't know, like three or four sort of Premier League veterans, if you like, and they try yeah. and you know show themselves a little bit. But Brentford have stuck their guns even when they were in their um, in their sort of worst fears. They um, 
they just kept coming. Um, I, th- I think one of the problems they had as well when in that sort of middle period where they were struggling was I think Ivan Tony was injured for a bit, wasn't he? And yeah, I think yeah. him getting back to fitness coincided with Ericsson coming back in. Them two seem to have sort of clicked together, haven't they, quite nicely? And I think they're, they're one of those teams that I would not be surprised if they finish rock bottom next season, though. <laughs> yeah, just ridden the high all this season and it was just come crashing down on them next year. Ericsson's probably not going to stay, isn't he? For his no way. Yeah. So, what is, what's he got? A contract for the summer? Or has he got anything? Yeah. So, just yeah. the summer. Because it's like crazy talking the paper now, linking him with Manchester United and back at Tottenham. And Well, I think yeah. he's going to he's gonna have offers, isn't he? But he's also got, you know, the World Cup in November. Um, mm. So, whether, whether he just like sort of sticks with Brentford yeah. for a year and then decides what he wants to do with us. I mean, I, I could see him possibly just try to get like another six month contract somewhere, go to that World Cup and then retire after that. I mean, he's the type I, of, I can see that. He's exactly the type of player that Barcelona will go and get because it's what they do now. They go and pick up players who. Anyone who's available on a free yeah. is, on their, <laughs> is on their radar. So It's like a posh Mike Ashley type scenario where they're like, <laughs> are you better than your current market value? Yes. Right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what your past is or anything like that. We'll we'll have you, and we can, if you know if you're bad, we'll sell you on. We'll make a profit. Yeah. If, you, if you're good, win-win. <laughs> yeah, it's an odd business model. Um, Thomas Frank is twenty million on Memphis Depay, though. So jokes on us. They've offered us like some pittance plus uh, Martin Braithwaite for Rafinha. So I'm, I can't wait for us to snap their hands off for that deal. I can't believe Martin Braithwaite. Well, was ever there, <laughs> but also is still there. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful they well. don't try and act, be careful they don't also try and like secretly tie Luke Jong into that deal as well. <laughs> well <laughs> the we, kind of thing they do. Without they fleeced us for fifteen million for Junior Furpo last summer, so they've already had our pants down once. <laughs> so they'll have it down again soon. Um, yeah, I still Thomas Frank. There's still something off about him. I think he's oh, he's definitely, definitely got smelly hands. Yeah, bodies under the uh, patio is what I was going to say, but smelly hands will go. With. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, libelous. That, <laughs> I learned that he's mates with, like, he has connections with Christian Eriksen, doesn't he? That's why he signed him. Is he Danish? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I think he... They were coaches somewhere. Coached, but he's coached yeah, him when he was like a young teenager. Uh, I had yeah. in an Ajax then. Yeah, yeah. Frank, yeah. Frank, Thomas Frank Eriksen, like, I've no, <laughs> idea, I've, no <laughs> idea, I've no idea how old he is. Like, he's just, just there, isn't he? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, odd. He's an odd man. Um, let's move on to Leicester. Leicester beat Crystal Palace 2-1. Ending Palace's really good run they've been on. Um, Zaha eventually scored a penalty after having it be retaken. Then he missed the retaken one and then he scored the <laughs> rebound of that retaken penalty. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, sounds very Zaha, that. It sounds very nonsense nice in here, doesn't it? It's yeah. The type of nonsense that goes down on that. <laughs> Which I'm sure he probably won the penalty as well. Not that he has a habit of doing that. Um, Lookman and Dewsbury Hall scored. Um for Leicester and Rogers, I watched Rogers post-match press conference and he may be the most boring manager in the league he is so dull to listen to I don't know how he manages to like pump teams up at all I find with Leicester like when you're expecting to win they lose when you think oh they've probably got bigger things to be worried about they're going to win like, yeah they pretty much played a second maybe not an entirely second string team today but it was rotated yeah because they've got the second leg of the Europa nonsense next week I thought they'd lose today, but then they've managed to win. So. Yeah. Palace been on a great run. Inexplicable. <laughs> Anything on Palace? Anything about Palace? They're such a 
just a meh team, aren't they? They're just here. Yeah. But they've got their uh, FA Cup semi-final next weekend, haven't they? Yeah. So they're, they're, they're not going to go down all their concentration, I think. It's just... You, you probably know, bearing in mind they've got that next week, it's no surprise they lost today because every player played today would be thinking, don't get injured, don't get injured, don't get injured. Whatever you do. I, yeah. I, think, I think Vieira's done quite a good good job and it hasn't, considering no, no. they were leaking stories about a month into the season that he might get sacked. Yeah. But... We've largely the same team they had last t- season as well, really. No, it's not. It's the opposite, isn't it? They have massive yeah. player turnover. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Palace released all the over thirty fives because that was, you know, like was like out with the Hodgson, out with that was the Hodgson last. way. So they went, you know, like they, they had like eleven players at one point. Like, yeah, oh, but, but I mean, they've taken the bold step of going. You know what? We need anyone in the world who's better than James Tompkins, and they've found two who are better than James Tompkins, so it's made them quite a formidable centre half partnership. Who knew that was possible, eh? <laughs> I know. I thought. <laughs> Around I just, the same thing was at Fulham money last season, I think. Yachty Manders, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. he did all right for them actually. Yeah, and obviously Gay's now got England Cups, or at least one cup. But you know. yeah, they've got MacArthur. They still got James MacArthur. How does he well, survive the cup? I think he's, he's still in contract. If it's, it was only the hours, <laughs> you just you just weren't kept. But oh, right. um, but they've got a lot of like likable young players, you know, like Eze and Elise, um Mateta. Uh, he's, uh, he's young enough, but he seems hand, handful anyway. That Elise, he looks a really really good player. And so, yeah. like the fact that like him and Eze are gay, they're all quite young as well. So you would assume they're only going to keep be- getting better. Does yeah, so. I think that Eze looks Eze looks decent as well. Yeah. But mm. you wonder how often Palace can keep surviving by having their not, but essentially they can't keep pinning their hopes on a a, a different lonely Chelsea central midfielder every time. Can they? <laughs> oh, I think they'll yeah. find they can. <laughs> <laughs> There's enough of them to go around. So yeah. Not until Chelsea gets sold with these sanctions, they can't <laughs> learn anyone out, can they? Oh yeah, well, that's that true. I do wonder. Like the only thing I'm not sure of Palace is they've got all these players, but like, is it in the contract that Jordan Ayew has to play a certain number of games? <laughs> because I don't understand how like they, they they bring in more and more fancy wingers. Yeah, and it's like well, it's obviously Ayew plus two. Like, <laughs> the number well, nine shirt. Yes, the start. I'm not sure that should be the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> He actually scored against Arsenal in the week. I don't think he ever did that. I think it was like every time he scores, like, oh, it's his first goal in 50 games. Like, oh, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> he he was at Villa for a couple of years, and I, I can well believe that those stats fly about his goal every 20 odd games. He, he yeah. wasn't it wasn't the best. No, he's got an absolute scream against us for you. He did, yeah, yeah. That's mm. the that was the only good thing he did in the year and a half at Villa. <laughs> mm. Uh, and we, we still went down that season, so. <laughs> yeah, but so did we. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to Norwich and Burnley. Norwich trying to put up some sort of fight. They've got seven points to Everton. Um, they're not relegated yet, are they? Even though they kind of are, they can still kind of somehow get out of this. Norwich? Norwich are relegated. Uh, it's only seven yeah. points. Yeah, you need to lose every game. You need to win every game. <laughs> they've only got, got one of these in them. They've just used it now. For yeah, true. This was <laughs> the best one everyone, to use it in, to be honest. They've done everyone a favour. Everyone's loving what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. this, this is what guarantees they get, they'll get the praise for going down the right way. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to um, the Square Ball the Leeds podcast this morning and they said on there, Norwich, just please do something. Just once this season, do something and beat Burnley. Just go down with some pride. And they have. So fair play to them. That's the best they've played all season. 
Dean Smith smiling, which makes me feel sick. But I mean, he's he's happy. It's very much. A, can I shock you? I actually like Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burnley. Um, I watched the highlights. Missed so many chances in this one. I've been coordinating corner. What was shit. that? Oh. I had to rewind it to, to look because I couldn't believe because oh, I, I like Cornet. He's I think he's a really good player, so that's yeah. why I was. I had to double check that was Cornet. You missed it because I, oh, that was a shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. Can, can you explain how um, Aaron Lennon is keeping Dwight McNeil out of the team? Like, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, th- I thought Lennon left, and it turned out he did leave, but he came back after a spell oh, really? in Turkey. Who knew? Yeah, that's that's another one. McNeil was like. Then certainly last season, I think he was quite highly rated, wasn't he, by by a lot of people. And he seems yeah. to have just completely gone backwards this season. You just look at that Burnley team and he just... I'm just desperate for it to be relegated. Like Jay Rodriguez, Josh Brownhill, James Tokowski, Matt Lowton, just fuck off. Remember, Get back in the Championship. Remember when Vegor signed and were like, oh, we've got like the best player in the Bundesliga except Robert Lewandowski <laughs> or whatever it was. And he now hasn't scored for eight matches. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Burnley way. Apparently, <laughs> apparently so. Uh, I mean, I, I'd be delighted if they go down. Yeah. Surely, obviously, still got a fighting chance of getting out, but they've only won four games all season. Yeah, this is what like, this, this is why I've been confident that we're not going to go down because the bottom three are so bad, and the Burnley have only won, like, say, four games all season. They're not suddenly going to string four more wins together to get up to that eight or nine win, like. Yeah, they don't get to play Everton's back four every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what their run-ins like because some reason the BBC wants me to sign in to look at Burnley's football page. But well, they they've got to play us twice. Oh wow, well, okay. Oh, uh, like, well, they've got West Ham away next week, right? right. So that's probably a loss. Are West Ham playing Thursday because Moyes had a moan about that. Ah, uh, they've got Leon away on Thursday. Oh, okay, that might be win for Burnley. Burnley, so it's a very similar opposition for Moyes. He has, <laughs> he'll set up the same way against Leon as he does against Burnley. They've then got Southampton at home, so they'll probably win that 100 nil because Hasselhoff. <laughs> and if the, Toby Carvey, if the Carvey's open, they're in trouble. <laughs> they've then got, they've got Wolves at home. Is the, is the um, <laughs> is it a home or away the Southampton game? Because it, it's at Turf Moor. Uh, they'll, they'll be a, there's good options. I'm sure they can find there some yeah, some authentic Carveries around Burnley. Yeah. I reckon. I mean, that's it. Lan- Lancashire's well known for its culinary yeah. delights. So there'll be yeah. a, full of hot a, pot. All I say is bless. There'll be hot pots. There'll, <laughs> there'll be various meats in pots. Put it that way. Um, all very st- all very stodgy though, isn't it? It's going to slow you down. Yeah. Well, nothing. No crisp and light salads up in Burnley. <laughs> oh, we'll have to, we'll have to it's on a Thursday night as well. What a what a time! What a delight for all of us. I'm sure as as Amazon, Amazon game is it? Maybe 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 a chippy tea on the bus on the way out. <laughs> Why is that on a Thursday night? Like Thursday Burnley's, night. Burnley's it's on Sky home. Sports as well. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, make plans that night. That'll be getting tuned in um, soon, definitely. Oh, you record that night, Adam. What a shame. You're going to miss it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so anyway, then they've got Wolves on the Sunday. And then right. they've, got Wat- they've got Watford away. Oh. Um, Hodgson will be singing, I'm still standing before the game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, maybe the day that one of them gets relegated, I would think. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah. They've then got Villa at home. They've then got Tottenham away, and then they've got Villa at home again on a Thursday, another classic Thursday. Excellent. Uh, that one's a weird Villa. And then they finish at home to us. 
And let me tell you, if they're still in it by then, and we get the we get the chance to put that final nail in, you better believe I'll be relishing that day. <laughs> Before then, Simon, don't you fucking dare! Like the fact that we're playing points. them twice, uh, like I, if I was an Everton fan, I'd be so worried that Burnley's going to play us twice because we. Well, I was when you, said, when you sent that message about four minutes after Ben Godfrey had done what he just did. <laughs> I very much was afraid, but then luckily Chris chimed in with the news about Leicester, and I was like, no, yeah. there is a God. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. <laughs> if you give them six points in 12 days, Gerald will be run out of football. <laughs> <laughs> Although, but, Liverpool man. Everton, exactly, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was our... Did we have any other games today? We did have one more game, didn't we? It was quite a big game as well, well uh, sounds of it. Man City 2, Liverpool 2. Um City should have been out of sight by half time. Yeah. <clears throat> it was an odd, odd game. I didn't. It was a good game, but I didn't think either team like. I don't know. The, the quality wasn't as high as I expected it to be between these two teams. Oh, I thought the first half the quality was quite high. Yeah, fair. But it, 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 dropped, it dropped off massively. And maybe they are looking for the, the Champions League games they've got coming up as well. Mm. But. I thought. Uh... Fabinho had the worst game I've ever seen him play in his life. He should have been red carded. One hundred percent. Got mugged off multiple times, didn't he? Oh, he just kept giving Caught the ball away. Yeah, giving the ball away and then kicking those who dared complain about it. Like yeah. basically, it was just I don't know how he stayed on. Thiago could have been off. Um, Thiago could have had four yellow cards. In that game. It's ridiculous. Uh, he's just a, he's an angry little man. Um, but City probably should have won. Really, on the balance of chances. Mm. Um, well, I mean, as I say, at half-time, the game probably should have been over at half-time. Yeah. My Liverpool fans thing. all weekend they run up to this reminding that um, Anthony Taylor was ref because he's from Manchester, obviously. He could have had, I think uh, there was also a thing with the... Uh, with Wasn't the... Um, whoever the VAR official was, was also... From, Lives in the greater uh, Manchester area. It, yeah, it, it just reminds me of groundskeeper Willie. Where it's like everyone's enemies with with Liverpool. It's like uh, <laughs> it's not Tierney, it's Taylor, and if not Taylor, it's other Liverpool fans. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they've, all, they've got they've got something to come live with everyone. But to be yeah. fair, considering Anthony Taylor's going to be one of the best this country's got to offer, he is abysmal. As a he was terrible, absolutely terrible. Like, today. That one where Salah had a shot which deflected a good five yards yeah. away from where it was originally going. Like, well, I think I think that's a goal kick, lads. And it's like. <laughs> Surely, like between the four officials who were looking at this match, and the well, that went to VAR, didn't it? Because it yeah. thought it might have been a handball. Hit him on the hand. He's like, "Well, I don't think it hit him on the hand. I think, mis- <laughs> yeah. I think you're sorely mistaken." Like, <laughs> hit him uh, on the thigh. Clearly, goal kick. <laughs> <laughs> so it bad. was shocking. Yeah, really bad. City, yeah, City should have won this. It's a missed chance, I think. But City have got a very easy run in, haven't they? they yeah, this was- is it. I, I think. City probably should have won it, but I think Liverpool would probably be more grateful for the points because I think City should have won it. But the draw suits City better purely because they've just got that one point advantage. I mean, I personally, I think it wouldn't be a surprise if both teams won all of their remaining games between them yeah. and the season. And so then this draw has been perfect for City because it gives them the title. Yeah, that, that stat that Martin Tyler mentioned in commentary about how in terms of Premier League points over the last four seasons, there's only one point between them. Ridiculous. Oh, over four years is ridiculous. Yeah. That is mental. Um, but yeah, we talk about the game and then the first half. It should, is there, I feel like my memory serves me right, but does Raheem Sterling have some sort of like mental block about against storing against Liverpool? Is it just <laughs> not 
physically sure. possible for him. I'm sure, he, yeah. I'm sure he did, did he do it in the last game or something, or a game recently, and they're like, oh, he's finally done it. I think he um, did it the game at Anfield. Ah, uh, right. It's, did it, was it a thing before then where like he'd never? Yeah, he's yeah. done yeah. it now. It definitely was. Yeah, no, and sure. now he's got back to his old ways. <laughs> I that thought he was lucky chance, with that. That first chance, especially, he should have scored, right? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for the one that was disallowed for offside, he's unlucky with that. He's one of those that the way the rules are currently written, it's offside. But I don't think I don't think that's an offside. His feet were behind. The defenders, it's just his shoulder was ahead, but they, they it's one draw, of those. They seem to draw the lines at random. Like they mm. never were, they never really were expecting them to be. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, they don't always use them either, do they? Like sometimes they use one of the games yesterday. There was a goal disallowed. Can't remember what game it was in, but oh yeah, I remember this. I they just going, nah, seems fine. I was like, surely they'll show a replay. I was like, ah, oh, no, no replay for you. Yeah, <laughs> just, just carry on. You'll, you'll just believe us that that was offside. I see. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal, Brighton, was yeah, it? That was it? Yeah. yeah. There was a disallowed goal in that, yeah. For a man was like stood oh, on the man. line or something. That was also insane. Oh, the uh, Martinelli goal. Yes. I thought that about the Mane got got for the Mane goal like this. I felt like someone had cheated me because when I first saw it, I thought, oh, he's offside there. And then I looked back, and I was like, that replay's different. They they've used Photoshop <laughs> to move that defender back a <laughs> yard, surely. <laughs> it's weird. I just, it, it's, it still feels uneasy because you can't ever really celebrate goals like. Yeah, you're, still, like you're always waiting for oh, something. I know he busted a lung on Friday night. I mean, that'd be disallowed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chris Wood literally scored from lying on the ground. That surely should count. <laughs> <laughs> should be like difficulty bonuses for goals. Don't get called out for certain difficulty levels. <laughs> um, um, I can't say Man City losing. By the way, I just look at the games. Like, yeah, I mean, which of these things are going to drop points in? Brighton at home, Watford at home, Leeds away. Newcastle United, <laughs> West Ham away, maybe, and then Villa at home. Yeah, West Ham away is probably the only one that you could see a possibility they might draw that. But even so, you're asking an awful lot. West Ham could be in a Europa League semi final, or exactly. Yeah, I think we, be, we beat them late on in the season last year, but then they did they dick us eight 0 this season. So you know, yeah, swing swing got, about yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with what Simon said. I think there's a I wouldn't be surprised if you see both teams go on a seven seven game win streak and it's gonna be a fair chance of Villa playing their under sixes against Burnley twice and then against Man <laughs> on the final day. Like all of a sudden like it'll be like um, Mr. Burns' baseball team where he just brings in all these ringers <laughs> just, just for the last match of the season just to beat Man City. <laughs> I mean, your right, your right wing has been dead for 74 years, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest sideburns you've ever seen. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's it for the weekend's games. Um, pretty fun weekend, all in all. Quick look at the table is, yeah, there's one point between at the top. Man City, top, Liverpool second. Chelsea in third. And Spurs and Arsenal fighting out for the fourth position. Down at the bottom, Norwich, Watford and Burnley. Bottom three with Everton and Leeds. Just and so. there's a void in the middle, but we're not going to talk about. Yeah, and then there's the rest of the teams within four points of each other in the middle of the table. Uh, I'm happy to be in that void. <laughs> yeah, you're firmly in the middle of that void. You know <laughs> we better just put the names in a bag, shake it up into a drawer for the order that they get to finish in. There was a season, I think, two years ago, where we predicted the positions of everyone, and I think we had about ten teams finishing twelfth. This was going to happen this season. It was all we level yeah, one points in twelfth place. <laughs> We'll have, we'll have Jermaine Genus do the draw. <laughs> natural, natural choice. Yeah, of course. 
if you can do the one show, you can do the World Cup draw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mentioned this on um, if any of you listen to Football Weekly, where they're like, like, yeah, that's great for us, but this is watching all around the world. Imagine the people like in Argentina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is this guy and why? Is he here? I did wonder about, like how that, how that would be accepted around the world. So, yeah. It's but an odd choice. At least in at least in 2018 when it was Gary Lineker, you're like, okay, you want yeah. to go be gone. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> you're part of the, the story of world yeah. football. Has Genus ever actually even played in a World Cup? Uh he probably went to oh six, maybe? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. Google. I don't know. <laughs> I'd, I'd, love to know I, I'd love to know how many extra views the um the genus barrier fighters got in the last week from the people googling him finding out that's his one that was his one famous thing that was kieran dyer you daft racist (laughs) (laughs) why did i think jimmy genus is involved in that though isn't he does he try and pull them apart no No, it's gareth barry Barry yeah i was there that day honestly one of the best away days of my life i like the thing in argentina they were like hey well genus is good but Matt Baker would have been a better choice. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, oh, what a heartbreaking story. He went to the 2006 World Cup, didn't play a single minute in the tournament. He got as far as getting changed to be brought on the last minute substitute before being thwarted by the final whistle. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been thwarted by that now, time. <laughs> Oh, Jermaine. You know what? This is this is that that will teach him. What, I don't understand why subs are always on. The, why are they never ready? Why yeah. are they, how um, hard is it to wear your shin pads for <laughs> ninety minutes? Why do you have to have them? What else was pressing that day? Was like was the, was, was the Toby Carvery open in Germany? That day? <laughs> <laughs> no, he is from no, Nottingham. He probably loves a Carvery. Yeah, he, he had a. <laughs> He had an amazing curry west. Like. <laughs> he's, 30, isn't he 39? He's a little bit older than that. Anyway, uh, should we do a little bit of um, gossip before we finish? I love the BBC's gossip page. Is, my... is it about Jermaine Genus's future presenting uh, chances? <laughs> he may be in it. Let's find out. Um, Tottenham want to sign number 10 in the summer to allow Harry Kane to play more as a striker. It's, it's working quite well, Kane as number 10, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Why do they want to do that? <laughs> are, are, they then, are they then being linked with Christian Eriksen? They're being linked with James Madison. Um, Tottenham and Arsenal set to go head to head to sign the best running midfielder. Mm, who are you going to pick? <laughs> I mean, I swear Arsenal are linked with Madison every single transfer window. Yeah, I'm sure there was a big summer move last year that never went yeah. through. Ars- Arsenal have too many, already have too many number 10s. Though. They've got, yeah. They've got yeah. Smith Rowe playing there and they've got Odegaard. Like, they played Shaka at left-back yesterday because he couldn't get a, a game in midfield. Ah, but they played Tavares at left-back against Palace and he had one of the worst games ever. Yeah. <laughs> even, even, even Alan Smith, Mr Arsenal, comment was like, well, it has to be said, Tavares has had a shocker. It's like, oh, <laughs> take him out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one for you, so I asked the village manager, uh, Stephen Gerrard is planning a big summer transfer window with as many as eight players up for sale and Liverpool's Joe Gomez, Brighton's Malian midfielder, Yves Basuma among Gerrard's key targets. Yeah, well, I think we we actually I think did uh, make inquiries to try and sign Basuma in January, but they wanted fifty million for him, which I think is outrageous for a player with eighteen months left on his deal. So it wouldn't surprise me. If, I, I mean, I, I've sort of said uh, to a few of my mates over the last few weeks, I think there's going to be a big clear out in, in the summer. 
Is um, Basuma still uh, on trial? Yes, say? yes. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that that was the other issue in January as well. I, I, I don't think we should be signing anyone with that hanging over them. At least wait till it's done because you can just you're going to leave yourself open to look very, very potentially look very stupid. So you've table, tabled that move for Mason Greenwood as well, then, have you? <laughs> yeah, we put that on the map burner as well. Guilty <laughs> uh, Sigurdsson still available. <laughs> you may want to sign uh, Chelsea's 30-year-old Italian midfielder, Jorginho. Sounds like a... Sounds like the most obvious transfer that's ever going to happen. Yeah. He's probably a bit young, though, isn't he? <laughs> for you, though, yeah. He's <laughs> got a good five years, yeah, for his uh, uh, peak age. <laughs> Honestly... Italian clubs and managers have just got like the worst scouting system ever, which is just like, <laughs> are you Italian? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Are you currently playing in, in the Italian league? No. All right, well. <laughs> so, yes, uh, yes doesn't count as a no, isn't a problem. No. Either. They, they love a move between each other. Have we Can't recently you? sold you to our rival? Yes, uh, let's bring you back. <laughs> that's it. It's just the same regurgitation of players over and over again. Yeah. Um, Eric Ten Hag is lining up. Robin Van Persie as his assistant manager if he takes over Old Trafford. <laughs> that feels like that feels like a bit like a bit like a Juve scouting system. That, that, that sounds like um, that that newspaper article has gone through sort of like hmm, former Manchester United players. Yeah, Dutch. cross out social. Robin Van Persie's come up. Yeah, let's go with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was busy, wasn't he? <laughs> I'm sure like, I've seen like, some of the reports about Ten Hag coming in or whoever they were going to pick that he would have to have an ex-Man United player as part of the coaching staff. But what? why? <laughs> that is just such it's gone so well so far yeah. for the ex-Man United players as well. Yeah, I mean, they've got like, Darren, Darren Fletcher. Does anyone know what he's actually meant to be doing there? Just technical director. Of yeah, isn't he like quite <laughs> high up? Cushy <laughs> job. He's got an office, he doesn't turn up. <laughs> um, this, is a, this is there's probably a, there's probably there's probably a um, they're nearly always quite an elderly woman who's probably been on, on like 60k whose job it is to sit at a desk arranging his diary and say, <laughs> like Darren's not in today can I take a message yeah. March 35th <laughs> all his appointments are set for <laughs> it's, 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 every time is what matters at co- uh, agent I'm wondering when that contract office can take <laughs> we didn't we didn't talk this at the time I did enjoy the bought on one matter yesterday to try and save the game so, <laughs> what year is it? Picture <laughs> <laughs> on matter running around the field together dear me uh, speaking of what year is it Tottenham uh, will hold a meeting with former Man United and Man City striker Carlos Tevez next week have a possible deal for the Argentine free agent what a play football. Yeah, 38 year old Carlos Tevez up front for Spurs. I mean, surely that can't be true. That's <laughs> a good idea. The thing I love about Carlos Tevez is the, 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 the final act of Carlos Tevez's career is I love the moment that um, Juve released him from his contract so, so he could romantically go back to Boca and play for them, who then <laughs> sold him to China yeah. for like £40 million. <laughs> He, said, he since decided he didn't really like it in China, left them and went back to Boca, quit halfway through a Copa de Libertadores um, campaign, and yeah. And now Spurs is the final option. Yeah, on the way to White Hart Lane. <laughs> You've been spending too much time with Chris with knowledge like that. 
<laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's finish on that one, shall we? That pretty much accurately sums up 10 years of Man on the Post. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it started random... with Carlos Tevez and it ended with Carlos Tevez. <laughs> yeah. Where was he in 2010? Uh, 2012, he was at Man City. So, yeah, there you go. Was, Man- was, it, was Mancini there? Was it, were we... Well, we, we started in the um, the battle of Aguero. Carlos Tevez. <laughs> he, he might have been on strike as we were doing this. Yeah. When Tevez, came on, when Tevez came on, the commentator was like, and Mancini's message to him is, I need you, but I don't like you. Then, <laughs> <laughs> was that, so our first season, was that the Aguero season? 2011-2012? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Definitely was, yeah. I think it's a good time to start, isn't it? It's all been downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> We finished fifth. So yes, it actually has been very, <laughs> very downhill ever since then. Yeah, we and we were as Rich as um, Russ said, sorry, we were seventh. So yeah. Yeah. Europa League football you're in. Or the UEFA Cup it would have been then, would it, ten years ago? No, maybe not. No, uh, it was still the Europa League then. Oh, that's depressing, isn't it? It's it been our life for that long. <laughs> I, uh, I actually quite enjoyed most of the Roberto Martinez time, which was still to come, so <laughs> Christ, I'm not gonna think about the next ten years of the Leeds. Fan. So many managers, so many managers. Jesus Christ! One of them probably be oh the next ten years or the last ten years. The last ten years. Okay. Well, the yeah. next ten years will probably include Roberto Martinez. <laughs> probably will. He'll probably get a shot at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will see what happens because we'll be back in ten years' time. We'll, I'll be back hosting another one of these. That's probably going to be my next appearance as a Man on the Post host. Don't do how, much many camp- how many Champions Leagues will you've won by them? Then, Dave. <laughs> Um, somehow more than the number of years because we're, <laughs> we're, we'll make our own Champions League. <laughs> they tried it in golf, didn't they? So well, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Who's going to be the um, Who's going to replace Kaka as the bottler? Sorry. <laughs> but you know, the, uh, there's that guy when um, Kaka was being linked with Man City. Uh, what was his name? Um, Gary something, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Gary. He came from Nike, didn't he? To Gary Cook? Yeah, that was Gary it. Cook. Gary Cook, yeah. yeah. Oh. Gary Cook, Cook claimed that Kaka was a bottler because he Kaka wouldn't join City. It. Yeah. And just on the <laughs> announcement that they might sign City, there was a, oh. um, a, a, a quite famous, not a famous Man City fan, but he, but one of those people who are that type, one of the first of the breed to get a future tattoo that said Manchester City, yeah. like 2013 Champions League winners and a picture of the trophy. <laughs> Honestly, you start that story and said, who's going to replace Kaka as? And I thought you said, as the butler. And I was like, <laughs> Kaka's not a butler. And then... Well, no, but if you've got enough money, Kaka could be oh, your butler. That's, yeah. that's what I thought you were implying. I was like, what's, what's Gary Cook going to do with that? <laughs> you probably have to work at this point, Kaka. I'm not sure what he's up to these days. Nice. He's the new butler, well, apparently. Last, well, the, yeah, because the last time, last we heard of Kaka, he was playing as a ringer in Happy Yeah, Vicks, Sunday so. League, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. He retired in 2014. Jesus. Um, yeah. So anyway, that, that's that's it for this week's Manual Post, and that's it for 10 years of this podcast. We started as just one Sunday show with me and Adam knowing each other, and I knew Greg from work, and then just two other random people joined us, and uh, Tom and James. And I knew James from Football Manager Live. Actually, that's where I met him. That long forgotten, brilliant, brilliant game, which I still mourn to this day. It was so good. Um, and then, yeah, we've had. Quite a few hosts over the years. I think Dave, you've been here for around two years. Sai's been here for two years. Yep. It's the on Sai's Twitter. We've actually. had some ups and downs, haven't we? We won an award. That's four years, Ross. Four years. You've been here four years. Okay, now. 
time to renegotiate that contract, I think. It certainly is. <laughs> I've, got, I've got four years to run yet. I'm on the party deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, we will be back next week. Well, I won't, but Dave and Cy will with Ali and Adam. You can hear it on Thursdays with Chris. Um, let's do some plugs. Uh, Cy, where can people find you on Twitter and your other podcasts and stuff like that? Uh, so on Twitter, it's at Cy O'Regan. And for any Villa fans, the Holtcast podcast and the website 7500tohold.com. Thank you very much. Dave, what about you? Uh, so on Twitter, I am at CM9798. Uh, the website is cm978.co.uk. Uh, and the YouTube is cm9798 players. Tune into the YouTube, subscribe to it. It's really good. It's great fun watching someone play pairs. It's really got me looking at those that device you've got, the bloody gaming briefcase thing. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a life changer. In the yeah. Universe. I'm, I'm gonna, we might have to talk about it more because <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious be, Adam be careful about how Dave phrased that because he called it a life changer but he didn't, he didn't mention whether it was actually for the best <laughs> or, or for the worst well, he's playing Pez in his that, kitchen on the sounds, Playstation sounds like it might strain some relationships uh, that's it there's no more like oh, that telly's too loud or anything like that it's just you just go somewhere out of the way um, and then you, you play Playstation yeah, fantastic yeah. Mm. Adam, where can people find you? Are you on social media these days? Not much. No. No. The, the account still exists if you want to have yeah, a the deep dive. The accounts are there, but... Adam's not. They're unmanned, yeah. currently. Yeah. They're up for sale. Everyone wants to buy them, get in touch with me, <laughs> and I'll... Uh... <laughs> we'll sort out some sort of deal you can find me at uh, rossbell underscore underscore on twitter and uh, yeah you can find my writing on Dave's website every thursday um, as i document the cwc 9798 it's good fun um and yeah that's it the lads will be back next week chris will be back on thursday until then it's goodbye from me it's goodbye from adam bye goodbye from dave bye goodbye from si so yeah and always remember to keep your man on the post <laughs>